This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, July 14th. Good morning. I'm Jack Daly. Here's today's headlines. Sinsky named a $10 billion cut. Farm Bureau sends Hill Farm Bill ideas. Monsanto defends Dicamba and hunger and energy. President Trump has nominated the American Soybean Association's longtime CEO, Steve Sensky, to be Deputy Agriculture Secretary. Sensky, a native of Minnesota, served at USDA in the Reagan and first Bush administrations. GOP wants $10 billion from food stamps. House Republicans are still struggling to reach an agreement on the budget, but multiple sources tell AgriPulse the deal will include a $10 billion cut in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program over the next decade. That would amount to $1 billion a year from a program that is projected to cost about 67 to $68 billion a year. It's a far smaller cut than many House conservatives have been demanding. The chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows, scoffs at the size of the proposed cut. Meadows said yesterday to suggest that a $10 billion cut is a Herculean effort to the benefit of the Ag Committee defies what we all know to be the facts. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway, who negotiated the cut with Budget Chairman Diane Black, has declined to confirm the number or say how he would carry out the cut. Hill gets Farm Bureau proposals. The American Farm Bureau Federation has sent a list of recommendations to the House and Senate Agriculture Committees for overhauling Farm Bill commodity programs. The proposals include allowing farmers enrolled in the Agriculture Risk Coverage Program to choose between having yields calculated on a simple 10-year average or a 5-year Olympic average. The five-year Olympic average, which drops the high and low years, is now the only option. In addition, the group says risk management agency records should become the primary source for yield data, and AFBF wants to raise ARC reference prices by 5% for corn, soybeans, wheat, sorghum, and for minor crops. Dairy overhaul outlined. AFBF's wish list also includes a series of changes to the margin protection program for dairy producers. The recommendations include a 25% cut to premium rates for the first 4 million pounds of production history and a corresponding 25% increase in the premiums for production above that amount. The MPPP recommendations also would alter the minimum and maximum coverage levels and increase the feed ration formula for all producers by 10%. When it comes to cotton, AFBF supports making either or both cotton seed and cotton fiber eligible for commodity program support. AFBF also has some proposals to address criticism that conservation reserve program payments have become excessive in states such as Iowa. But the group doesn't support increasing the 24 million acre cap on CRP or creating a new knockoff program that would allow for short-term contracts. The letter outlining the proposals doesn't include cost estimates for those proposals. Monsanto defends dicamba. Top executive for Monsanto says its dicamba-based herbicide is unfairly taking all the blame for crop damage that led to a statewide ban on the chemical in Arkansas. Monsanto's chief technology officer, Rob Fraley, told reporters yesterday there are multiple factors behind the soybean cupping, including weather and disease. The vast majority of farmers who have planted extend soybeans and cotton and have applied the approved over-the-top formulations of dicamba have had a great experience. 
Fraley said farmers and consultants have told him that in some areas, off-label dicamba use may be responsible for as much as 25% of the dicamba applications. Arkansas banned dicamba usage last Friday, as did Missouri. But Missouri lifted its ban yesterday after working out new usage restrictions with the chemical companies. Senate Ag Aid gets CFTC post. Russ Benham, an aide to senior Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, has been named to the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Bantam has served as counsel to Stabenow since 2011, focusing on policy related to CFTC and USDA. He earlier practiced law in New York City and worked at the New Jersey Office of the Attorney General. President Trump had earlier named former Agriculture Committee staffer Don Stump to a GOP seat on the commission. She and Benham would be the first members of the CFTC with agriculture or farm policy backgrounds since Mark Chilton left the agency in 2014. The Benham and Stump nominations are expected to move in tandem. Almanza to leave USDA. Al Almanza, who started his career at USDA's Food Safety Inspection Service in 1978 as an inspector at a small Texas slaughterhouse, is retiring at the end of this month at the top of the agency. For over 39 years, you have been my colleagues in one of the most critical missions in all of government, protecting public health, Almanza said in his resignation letter obtained by AgriPulse. This is not a decision that I arrived at easily, but it comes at a time when we can all be proud of what we've accomplished to modernize food safety. Almanza, who is acting undersecretary for food safety and administrator of FSIS, didn't say what he'll do next. Johans joins tax advisors. Former Agriculture Secretary Mike Johans has joined a Houston-based tax advisory firm to set up its agriculture practice. As chairman of agriculture at Alliant Group, his duties will include talking to cooperatives and other groups about how the firm can help farmers take advantage of several tax incentives, including the Research and Development Tax Credit. During my years of public service, I was committed to supporting small and mid-sized businesses, and Alliant Group's mission falls perfectly in line with that commitment, Johans said. Johan served one term as senator from Nebraska and twice won election as the state's governor. Energy shocks linked to hunger. It's not just the price of food that matters when it comes to whether people have enough to eat. According to USDA economists, increases in the cost of heating or gasoline can also make a big difference. Their study found that a 41% rise in natural gas prices could increase the prevalence of food insecurity among low-income households from 12.4% to 14.7%. Energy price shocks may be particularly detrimental to low-income households because they have fewer resources available to absorb the unplanned higher expense, the economist wrote. Here's today's She Said It. Whether they are selling locally to their neighbor or exporting their products globally, and whether they're growing commodities, specialty crops, or organics, the Farm Bill should continue to help all of our producers to do what they do best, put food on our tables here and around the world. That Debbie Stabenow, the ranking Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, at a hearing yesterday on organic and specialty crops. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, July 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.